Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Thank you, thank you for making us at least a small part of your Sunday. Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason, and Chuck, don't call him Waffle, Walter, right? Brian was suggesting we call you Chuck Waffle, and I thought that's mean-spirited and I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to bring it up. 707's coming at me. I don't know if coming at me is the right word, but Pujols? Pujols. There's there's an L in there. Albert Pujols. 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 Tomato, tomato. Pujols. You know, it's like Cool Whip. You're saying Pujols. It's Pujols. Can I blame it on my Midwestern accent? (laughs) It's fine with me, but yeah. No, I mean, names are tough. Names are tough. (laughs) I called him Eric Chavez last week, and and Giddings is like, you mean Chavez? Chavez? Oh, I see. You get what I'm saying? Same thing. Yeah. It's Giddings like Mariota, yeah. Mariota, Calipari, Calipari. Yeah. Like, come on. Oh. Get, in this industry, you know how many names we have to remember and, mm-hmm. and and details we have to get to? Like, as long as you're getting the names right. I mean, I remember back in the day, Greg Gumbel would be calling Carson Palmer like Carson Johnson. And, and he's broadcasting a you know <laughs> NFL on CBS. Like, mistakes happen. Yeah. Pujols, and, I'm going to call him that until the day Albert, that he hits 700. Albert Pujols. Yeah. Ah, Chan says, I bet Cron Sports guy 95.7's Jason Dumas can eat 15 waffles. Ooh. I bet you can. I bet ah. I bet if you put some money on it, and that's a way to get me to eat waffles is put money on the line because I'm down for that. But if you put me next to Dumas and 10 waffles on a plate, I'm taking it to the bank. I'd take Dumas down. <laughs> really? Oh, to the bank. Wow. Okay. I'll have to check with him. See that? that I'm, would, I'm a I sweets guy, man. See that. I'm a sweets guy, man. The way that my diet works every single day is I, I intermittent fast, not on purpose. I'm not one of those guys, but I, I do it just because I'm busy. For Isn't example, that bad for you to do it that way. I don't know, but yeah. for example, I woke up this morning at eight. I threw on my flip flops and I got to the studio as quickly as I could after a long night of TV. I get here. I haven't eaten. I'm now drinking a water. So I'll probably go until like 5 p.m. consuming about 300 calories. And then I'll get off the air at midnight Mm -hmm. with about 500 calories in my gullet. And I'll consume about 300, excuse me, 3,000 calories worth of Cheetos, uh, Funyuns. I don't uh, know, but cupcakes. I think that's a bad way to do it. Yeah, well, but the problem is, like you're in fine health. Cron Forrest, Kylan yeah. Mills, my wife. She yeah. uh, she goes to the store and she buys sweets because she she's a, a moderate person. You know, she can go and open a bag of Cheetos and eat 
10 Cheetos, a serving per se, mm -hmm. fold it up, put it away, and not look at it until the next day. I have to crush the whole bag. <laughs> Just no self-control, man. All right. Here's somebody, by the way, who is coming after you, clearly. I don't know if they're connecting with this shot uh, on the Comcast business text line, 888-957-9570. Hey, Chuck, Skyline Chili isn't very good and not worth the hype. Facts. And that's somebody who knows your uh, Cincinnati background. And they're, I don't know. Does that, does that uh, strike a, a, a chord with you? I mean, dude. People in Cincinnati are weird. They, they have this weird obsession with Skyline Chili. It's good. Okay. Don't get me wrong. All right. But it, it's a cult following. And so it's like Stockholm Syndrome. And you're you know, not like, a member of that cult. No, no, I love it. Okay. I think it's delicious. I think if you brought it out here, people would eventually turn on it because it's good food. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not one of those guys that like is going to serve it at my wedding and wear t-shirts around and like the the merchandise and everything. Like it's a, it's a fine establishment. Um, and actually I think damn delicious, especially if you go to a late night store that's open till 2 a.m. Good spot, but it's just weird. It's like you walk in there and they have every type of human being there. It's like 2 p.m. on a Sunday and you have the people that are hung over as hell that just woke up that went mm -hmm. there, the college kids. You have the people that are coming out of church, eating their family lunch there. You have like 90 year olds that are eating me. It's just like, wh what is going on here? It's, it's a be very pop. A, sounds like a cross section of, uh, of our great land. It's an interesting crowd. It's Skyline Chili, but um, I, I don't think it's overrated by any means in terms of uh, what people outside the area think but yes yeah, it's, i'm not um, 707 cheetos funyuns is this an intern in college i'm not even reading that one but you know people are having fun with you're gonna today, you're Chuck. gonna snack shame me now <laughs> i'm not 707 would but i'm not gonna read it don't worry i'm not gonna go there I'm not gonna so, so just liking snacks and enjoying snacks aka getting off really late and not having anything have else with it if yeah. you get off let's 707 you you respond to me with this if you get off at two o'clock in the morning or midnight, for example, you get home at 1 a.m. on the peninsula, you cooking up oatmeal? You, you, like, <laughs> what am I doing? I'm hungry. I'm eating what's in the pantry. My Did wife you take went and bought something with you. Funyuns is just a funny word. I yeah. don't actually eat funyuns. Right. Okay. And I really don't eat well Cheetos played. unless they're the flaming hots, but right. just in general. Well played. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's where we are. Of course, the 49ers with the win last night, their twos and threes beat the Vikings' twos and threes. Uh, Chuck, among others, very high on Brock Purdy. I still think it's ludicrous to suggest that he should beat out uh, Nate Sudfeld, but we'll see. And, and either ludicrous. way, yeah, ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous. It is absolutely ludicrous at this point. I mean, it's not like he's pulled me back in. It's not like Nate Sudfeld's played poorly. Maybe if he'd had a terrible camp and a terrible couple preseason games, maybe you could leave the door open ever so slightly for Brock Purdy. But Nate Sudfeld's played well also. Okay, so if they've both played well, why isn't there a competition? Because if Brock Purdy's Purdy, younger and you think he has more upside, he hasn't done nothing. He hasn't had a chance to do anything, and he was the last player taken. He's like, wow, this guy might be an NFL player. Okay, he might be. Well, That's cut good. him, and he'll probably but, beat you with the Seahawks in yeah, three weeks. We know that <laughs> Sudfeld already is. He is an NFL player. And you just suggested suggested that Brock Purdy is gonna, if the 49ers cut him, he's gonna start somewhere. No, no, that's okay. that's right. a stretch. I yeah. was just, well, we're just having I was fun. pulling your leg there. We're Running backs, though. Fun. What we're do you think? Fun. Huh? Running back room. What do you think? Trey Sermon uh, did not run the ball very well last night, did he? No, no. Uh, and I know Ohio, I'm not coming after you. Opportunity. Ohio State and all that. In, in the words of Lo Neal, I love this one. He's like, Tony Dungy, opportunities are never lost. They're taken. I, I love that. And, and 
you know, Jordan, Jordan may have taken some, uh, may have taken some opportunities. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So Jordan Mason's look good. That, that gets us back to, you know, Trey and how good does Trey have to be? And if they run the ball the way they consistently have been able to run the ball and the defense is nearly as good as, as we think it can be, they don't need that much from Trey. If you get, if Trey has a great year, that's fantastic. But, you know, it's going to be tough for him, especially. Let's be honest, Chuck, that offensive line, you got some big question marks on the interior of that offensive line right now. For a Super Bowl contender, you got some real question marks. Yeah, the good news, if we want to look into the uh, the metrics, though, at the right guard position, which is one of the biggest question marks on the team, I would imagine, along with the quarterback position and a few others. Burford right now, right? It seems to be holding down that spot. Yep, he's holding it down. He allowed one pressure on 23 pass-blocking attempts, but the man that a lot of guys are talking about right now to make the roster, and if you make the roster, we'll see from there, Jason Poe. Undrafted out of Mercer. If you play your football at Mercer, you're probably not getting drafted. Mm -hmm. But you could still be a really good football player. We've seen from time to time. He's looking like a steal. 23 pass-blocking attempts. Didn't allow a single pressure. And and Chuck just has that memorized. He's not reading that. He knows all those pressure numbers. Yeah, That's I watched impressive. a lot of that game yesterday. Yeah, he yeah. just yeah he didn't even look it up. It's like he just keeps track of it as he sees it. That would be amazing if the 49ers had any kind of depth on the offensive line because right now you don't know what you have. Yeah, um, cornerback position, or not cornerback, just the secondary as a whole with the way that it's banged up. That mm -hmm. worries you a bit out of the gate, but... Nothing that seems serious, so you like what you saw from George Odom. If he has to step in there for Jimmy Ward, um, he started last year for the Colts. Pretty good Colts team. Was serviceable, was fine. Um, so with that being said, you don't really have any issues with him stepping in there. But five, four or five players, whatever it is, that are dinged up at the same time in the secondary, you hate to see it. And then Jason Verrett's like... People aren't really talking about Jason Verrett. Fairfield, baby. Yeah. He could... Uh, Speaking of the 707, the pride of the 707. When's he coming back? I don't know, but I will say this. You, you mentioned the Colts last year, and you talk about shameful, and a lot of people are pointing out that you know it's kind of shameful the way you're handling your Sacco challenge, which I agree with. But what's really shameful Touché. is what happened with the, the Colts last year, where they got a chance to make the playoffs, and they go in to play Jacksonville, and pfft, that was awful. Yeah, they... Uh, they went down there, and, and Jacksonville had about 20% capacity there that day, and they all decided they were going to wear clown costumes. Yeah. So they went down there, and they dressed up as Bobo the Clown. They all had the <laughs> the red and orange afros on and the uh -huh. red noses, and little do they know, they end the Colts' chances at, at a playoff. So yeah, that was shameful, but I, I think Carson Wentz was the scapegoat there. I think George Odom's clear. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Uh, from the 925, by the way, speaking of the 49er quarterback, Situation is it ludicrous to keep both on the roster because Purdy ain't making it uh, to the PS practice squad? Practice squad. Thank you. Um, I yeah, I I can see why you'd say that. I, I just the roster crunch is going to make it really difficult to keep both on the roster. Jason Poe though, with how verted you're like, God, this guy loves Jason Poe on the Sunday. <laughs> Jason Poe. Hear me. If we out. gotta talk about backups. I'd rather talk about backup quarterbacks than backup offensive linemen. He's, but yeah, he's fair versatile. Enough. Fair enough. Could you move him over to center? Maybe. I know that's a question mark on this team. The center position. Maybe you throw him in there, get some snaps. See ever, how he does. I, I don't know the answer to this. I'm not trying to be smart. Has he ever played center in his life? He was a former fullback. 
Okay. Is that a, a no then? He, he handled the ball quite a bit, so <laughs> it may translate over. I, I don't really know. He looks good, though. Yeah. I, I remember the name Jason Poe, yeah. and someday when Jason Poe's a good player, remember that you heard Chuck on this Saturday, August the 21st, telling you yeah. that Jason Poe's going to be a play. From the 6-5-0, who are the Niners starting at center? Well, I believe it's going to be Jake Brendel because he's won the job. Why? Because Brunskill got hurt. And that's what's like, okay, you're this. So he didn't really so much win it as well. You've got to be the center. So again, the center position, Aaron Banks, one guard, and then Burford, the right guard. And he's played well to this point in the preseason. But you got three massive question marks right on the interior of your offensive line. Back to the running backs. <laughs> Enough about the offense. I mean, there's only so much that we can add go, in about the I know, offense. I know, but you line. made me go there I by bringing up Bo. I went there with yeah. Bo. <laughs> Are you worried at all about this unit? I, this is a team that's expected to be ground and pound, just like they were last the year. running and, backs? Yeah. No, not, not really. Why would I be? I Let's say Elijah Mitchell, the hamstring doesn't heal up. He misses a few weeks. Who are you going with? Well, what they do last year when Elijah Mitchell got hurt? Committee. Debo. Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah, because they had new, you know, zone stretch. They had no outside zone, and that's when Debo had to run the ball. So he's almost like a security blanket. Even then, I don't think Debo had more than 10 carries last year at any point. It was usually between, like, 5 yeah, and 10. You know, right. so he's getting a few. And, but, but he and, had that dimension that he could add that, that Mitchell brings. And I also, I like Hasty. I still think, and he's got something. Yeah. He's got that. I don't know that extra wiggle or something. And I'm not saying he's going to be a, you know, quote unquote bell cow back, but I like what he gives you. Caught a touchdown pass last night. How about yeah, that? Yeah. And then Danny Gray had the two point conversion. Danny Gray, man, he moved his way up the depth chart. Yep. Started out as the threes. Now, Trader Gray. He's yeah. now, yeah, second string. And uh, I, I like him. I do too. I like him. Adds in the speed. I don't know if he's going to be a, a big contributor this year, but he's still young. Um, I think he is going to be a, Pretty solid uh, contributor. Yeah, Juco, Juco player then went to SMU, so hasn't played the greatest competition yet. And I think as you practice against some of these guys and, and just, you know, iron sharpens iron, that's saying you're playing against better players, you get better yourself. I think he's really going to benefit from that. And I think he's going to be a player. Mm -hmm. On the text line, Chan asking the question, uh, and Chan was the one, by the way, who said that Dumas would destroy you in a waffle eating contest. Okay. And isn't Dumas your wife's boss? Yeah. Okay. And so I actually got some things on that. kick his ass in a waffle eating contest. <laughs> I actually got some things on that, too. I talked to Jason, and he doesn't, he's not a big waffle fan. So oh, there. Okay. Probably went. You probably knew that, huh? You're a yeah. pretty smart guy. Yeah, I'm you a, probably knew that. I scout, man. Yeah, I, I do my home. I do my homework. Just don't bring it to Shoney's. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Chan wants to know: Can any team uh, pick up Purdy if he is on the practice squad? Yeah, I think teams would have the ability to make uh, overtures towards him. So it's uh, going to be an interesting decision. You know, as much as we debate Purdy and, and whether he's a legitimate, you know, backup quarterback, it's pretty clear the 49ers really like him. They like him a lot, so they're going to want to keep him around. No doubt, any way they can. I, I think he looks good. I think he looks good. He, he adds in that uh, that just ability, like Nate Sudfeld, if, if a play collapses, if the pocket collapses, if the play dies, like Nate Sudfeld's not, he can't improvise. You know, he can't ad-lib. He is who he is. He's six foot six. He probably runs a slower 40 time than both of us. That's a stretch. I'd run a pretty fast 40 time, actually. That's a stretch. But, but you just see, you see the quick feet from Brock. It, it seems like he stands pretty there in the pocket from the little that we've seen from him. 
Um, and he just adds in that Johnny Manziel like a bill. And I just compared Brock Purdy to Johnny Manziel. Come on now. But anyways, he I'm he adds he adds in that ability to go off the cuff to you know audible and uh, just break it up a little bit, mm-hmm. which which would be a nice little uh, thing to have from your backup quarterback. But again, we're spending too much time on the backup quarterbacks. I want to talk about the running backs. Trey Sermon, are you in or out? I've seen enough. Um, gone. I'm in. Yeah, I've seen enough. I'm in. I'm that out. Pass. Trey Sermon, <laughs> I, I, I'm out. Yeah, he. Uh, the funny thing is, Master Teague was the guy at Ohio State. Great name. And then Trey Sermon kind of came out of nowhere. I'd have to look up the splits to, to figure out when Sermon officially became that guy. But all my friends are Buckeye fans, and they weren't talking about him. Really, it felt like until that game against Clemson where he had the greatest rushing performance of all time, I think. He went out for like 300 yards, and that really put him on the map. Then he followed it up with the the game against Alabama. And to me at the time, I was like, this guy's a, you know, he's a, Kirkland brand, Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy looks great. <laughs> now I watch him and he's, he's tap dancing. He's indecisive. Doesn't look like he has the burst. Granted, I think he was playing with a little ankle injury. Um, but there, there's just nothing there that I'm like, all right, they have to keep Trey Sermon. Aside from them taking him in the third round and saying like, you, you can't cut a third rounder this early because you saw something in him at the time. But based on what we've seen from him now, with all due respect, um, maybe he, you know, puts it together on another team. But on this team, with the roster spots that they have, I, I just, I, I don't see him making it. There was a, I'm with you. There was a story that came out last season that Bobby Turner, the uh, Shanahan's in-house running back guru, he's one of the reasons the Shanahan's, Kyle and his dad, have always had this knack for finding these guys like, where do they get Alandis Gary and Tatum Bell and they lose Anderson and they lose a back and then they bring in someone else who rushes for a thousand yards in this scheme. And a lot of it is because Bobby Turner has a very keen eye for what guys fit the system. There's a story that came out last season, if I'm not mistaken, that Bobby Turner didn't think that Sermon was a good fit for this system. So why in the world? I don't know who saw what in Trey Sermon, but I mean, I give him credit. Like you said, a third round pick you don't like to just the next year say, hey, we got to move on. But it's pretty clear that just was not a fit. He's not a fit. Yeah, and, and the offensive line, this is a line that everyone that carries the now ball... we're that, back to the offensive line. I tried to go to the offensive <laughs> line. You made me go back. I'm just <laughs> saying that, you know, in, in football... A lot of times, like I used DeMarco Murray as the perfect example because he was in the great situation with the unbelievable line in Dallas, and then you put him in Tennessee and wherever else he played, and he just never really had that same type of career. And you can blame, you know, the age factor, even though he was like 27. That's a good point. But it it comes with the offensive line. You look Mm -hmm. at the Steelers, always had just a rock solid offensive line. They dominated in the trenches, and it didn't matter who they put back there Deuce Staley, Jerome Bettis, Rashard Mendenhall, um, D'Angelo Williams. James Conner. They were always solid. Mm-hmm. And it starts with the line. And that's kind of how the Niners are built, I think. And the fact that Trey Sermon's out there, granted in a preseason game, but he's averaging a yard and a half of you know yards per carry when everyone else is up in the threes, it just doesn't look great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they, they know more chance. than we do. They, they know more than we do. So if they cut them, they yeah. cut them. I, I did want to spin zone it with this. Yeah. Completely off the cuff. But we stay with football just because I was talking about this yesterday with Lowe. The Packers, man, what are they doing with their wide receivers right now? 
Who, who's his big target? Is it Sammy Watkins? Uh, well, let's see. Is it? Uh, it's, it's it's Alan Lazard. Yeah, it's, it's a fifty-year-old Randall Cobb. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, Dobbs. It's, it's Sammy rookie. Watkins. Yeah, and yeah. Dobbs. Yeah, and um, he's got some issues with you know hanging on to the football, but it's only preseason. And here's another take to go along with my Jason Poe is going to be a good football player for this team. Great take. Um, <laughs> OBJ. Is Save gonna, that one, by the way. OBJ is going to be a Packer this year. How do you figure? I'm not saying you're wrong, but how do you figure? He's a free agent. When he gets healthy, Aaron Rodgers is going to be complaining, hey, I got Alan Lazard and, and Randall Cobb to throw to. And, and no disrespect to any of those guys. They just don't have a number one. OBJ could be that number one. Mm-hmm. It was what's, pretty good last year. Wasn't the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers on going on ayahuasca to love everybody and say, oh, I'm going to love myself by trying to love everybody else? Why not just take some ayahuasca and just say, all right. He's going to have to. He's going to have to. The only way he's going to get through this season with those receivers, to your point. I'm going to need some more ayahuasca. Yeah. He doesn't have much. Um, I'm out on the Packers. I think think the 49ers are in a pretty good position right now with the teams they'd have to take down. I know the Eagles are a sneaky pick. I'll believe it when I see it. I think the 49ers, if they are anything short of another conference championship, game appearance, I think this year would be a disaster. Now, obviously, if there's injuries and yeah, things, yeah. then it's different. But other yeah. than that, I think to come up short of where they got last year would be a major disappointment. Agree. 100%. And are the expectations fair for Trey Lance? First-year starting quarterback. They, they, how many first-year starting quarterbacks come in, aside from Patrick Mahomes, and immediately take over the league and take a team to the Super Bowl, whatever it may be. But he's got so much talent around him that he could take this team to the bowl by just being solid. Yep, And I've been saying that for a while, just being solid. You have one of the best defenses in the NFL. You have playmakers all around you, weapons galore, toys to throw to, uh, which should be a good running game, and a coach that apparently crafts up very good play calls. So if you add in all those things together, there should be high expectations for the guy. Maybe not fair, but look, Trevor Lawrence last year, no one expected anything because the Jags absolutely stunk. This team doesn't stink. They're, mm-hmm. they're damn good. And yeah. the, the quarterback should, you know, at least be solid this year. I'm with you. I just want to wrap up this segment with this. I know I mentioned, uh, I, I teased this, what happened in uh, Seattle uh, just a quick basketball note. You know, it's really sad, uh, Chuck, that the the NBA they don't they're not in Seattle anymore because they supported their team and they're great fans and they got the, you know their hearts ripped out uh, when the NBA kind of sold them out and sent that team to Oklahoma City. Uh, last night, LeBron James and Jason Tatum made an appearance in Seattle. It came out Friday that they were going to appear at uh, Crossover Pro-Am, which is Jamal Crawford's event in Seattle. So it's a Pro-Am. Friday it came out, oh, LeBron's coming. And people camped overnight. I think this is uh, Seattle Pacific University. Uh, they have a, a Royal Braham Pavilion there, pardon me, on the campus. So fans were camping out overnight uh, to see this. And LeBron was there. Tatum was there. Uh, DeJounte Murray was there. The, anyway, the the fan. There's three thousand fans who were packed in there. The game was delayed because the fans were all just swarming LeBron. Lenny Wilkins was there. Steve Ballmer was there. And so these fans were camping overnight for the pro. Now they had to conclude the event after a couple quarters because condensation became an issue. They had a full crowd there. And it was an unusually warm day in Seattle, and people were slipping and sliding all over 
Um, so they had to conclude the game, they had to make the announcement that we can't keep playing because it's dangerous. But they have some great basketball fans in Seattle, and it was definitely a wonderful night for basketball and a reminder of what a great basketball market that is in Seattle. Yeah, well, if you're having an issue with condensation, just call Mark Cuban. We'll get it fixed in about five minutes. <laughs> you're excited about LeBron and his new extension with the Lakers? Let's go. It'll be your opening night. Let's watch go. I'm, I'm excited. NBA is right around the corner. That's what's so nuts about the, when the Warriors make this run. Because let's say, let's just point to last year, when the, or two years ago, I guess, at this point, when the Warriors lost in the playoff playing game. You lose then, it's what, April? So mm-hmm. you lose in April, mm-hmm. you have six months of an offseason where you're just waiting, waiting, tick, 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 tick. Here, season ends in mid-June. Here we are two months later, and it's just about ready to start back up. It's nuts. It's exciting. I can't wait. Run it back. Yeah. Uh, Coming up next, your rules for watching football in your house. What do you got next? It's uh, Chuck Walter, Whitey Gleason with you on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Whitey Gleason, Chuck Walter with you today. Earlier we did something we really didn't want to do. We felt obligated. We felt it was something that we needed to do for the good of uh, the sports community here. We had a little, pretty informal really, but we had a a funeral for uh, the Giants, the 2022 Giants. Taps was playing. Decided to make a day of it. It's uh, as for some reason Chuck says about funerals. You know, let's let's make a day of it. So anyway, uh, we did some of that. The Giants have responded. The reason I'm bringing that up, the Giants have responded to our funeral for them. The Giants have claimed catcher Patrick Mazika off waivers from the Mets, and Donovan Walton has been recalled from AAA Sacramento, placed on the. He's been placed on the 60-day injured list. I take back what I said about this team not making the playoffs. Mazika, 
they're going to get it done now. Yeah, Mazika is a catcher, first baseman type switch hitter, and I think he's one of those guys. You know, we can joke about him, and I'll certainly joke about him, but he appears to be one of those guys that Farhan and his staff see something in, like, hey, this guy, hey, switch hitter. Um, I know, Chuck, you've let us know, you've shared with us that you're a big OPS guy. I don't think you're going to be a big fan of Mazika's uh, OPS to this point. No, I think uh, Logan Webb last year probably had a higher OPS than he does. I I don't think it's a stretch. I'm actually going to look that up to over under Logan Webb's OPS because Mazika's is at 515. Wow, you, th- you taking the over under? That's on his Logan career. Webb. That's his career. That's yeah. his season OPS. He was 511 last year. Not much. Not any better. Hey, okay. now don't discredit him. He's got an 800 OPS in his last 28 games. 28, 28 games. Days. How many at bats is that? Four. Six. 28 days. Yeah, not 28 games. Okay, so Logan, yeah. Logan Webb had a 449 OPS last week. So not, not quite. But. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, switch hitter, right? So another guy to keep an eye on if you if you have fun with some of these Farhan And another signings. Mets guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, designated for assignment by the Mets. Yeah, he's yeah. like, the Mets are good. Let's just take their players that aren't very good, and maybe mm-hmm. they'll be good here. Claimed J.D. Davis. I don't know. He could play a little first base. <laughs> Who knows? I do think, you know, we were talking earlier, Chuck, about Pujols. Does he come back next year? I do think Brandon Belt is probably done. He's almost certainly done as a giant. He's probably, I don't know, unless he can go to the American. I was going to say he can go to the American League in DH, but you can do that anywhere now. I think he's done as a giant, don't you? I think he's done as a giant. As for, you know, how much money he expects to make and the decisions that he has to make there, which teams are willing to pay him and what. I think he'll get another opportunity. I do too. In terms of at least he'll get another contract opportunity, whether he wants to take that based on the money that they're giving him. Look, they're going to pay Brandon Belt, I think, as a, I, I told you he had the nine, uh, what was it, 975 OPS last year. OPS guy. 975 last year, the 676 this year. I think they're going to round that in the middle and pay him about as much as a guy that would be hitting, you know, would have a 750 OPS. So two, 245 hitter. I think they're going to think he's better than a 213, 245 hitter, 15 homers, whatever it may be. But he's not making big bucks next year. And if he's willing to accept that, then yes, maybe we see Brandon Belt as a Royal next year, riding in on opening mm. day with the hat on. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, but I think with the Giants, yeah. I mean, the fact that he's still here, uh, he, he's been playing in San Francisco for a long time since 2011. So he's had a decade plus, and I think this is uh, the swan song, as we say for him. And it, it's it's been a good career. I mean, it really has been. He's I, I, he's, yeah. he's won a lot of championships. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big Belt guy, and I know he's typically. Um, he's really good when it comes to getting on base. I don't have his numbers there. Do you have his numbers in front of you? Or yeah. Not? Yeah. What's his on base percentage this year? Uh, for Brandon? for his career, it's 356. And yeah. even this year, it's 326. Which yeah. Which is a down year that's like, yeah, it's acceptable. It's not horrible. Yeah. 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 But I just think uh, his time as a giant um, has, has come to an end here. Were you at all surprised at the way Gabe Kapler handled the fallout from belt bunting this week against Zach Gallen? Uh, with two two strikes and two outs, Giants were down five to nothing. And Belt's explanation was interesting. He said, "Look, there was there there were calling strikes that I didn't think were strikes, and I knew where he was going to go with the pitch, and I knew I couldn't do anything with it, so I laid it down." And Kapler said, "I trust him implicitly. I, I can't imagine he really felt that." I give him credit for saying that publicly, backing his guy. But what did you think of that and all the fallout from that? So let's say Belt lays down that bunt, and I think it's 
it's a pretty brutal decision, right? With with what you're expecting from Brandon Bunt. Uh, Brandon Bunt. I like that one. Yeah. Brandon it Bunt. Works. So yeah. Brandon Bunt lays one down right. down the third baseline. That's it's a perfect. Three. It's a per- thank you. Uh, a perfect bunt stops there on the uh, the infield dirt and bases are now loaded. Two outs. Next batter comes up, hits a grand slam. We're looking at that situation a little differently. It's like, all right, he's up. Even if he hits the base hit there, you're still down 5-2 late in the game. Let's get him loaded. Let's, you know, put the other team in a little bit of a jam. That's the the wishful thinking of me. The the realist of me is just saying, what what the hell are you doing there? Trying to like does Brandon Belt ever bunt? Is he a good bunter? He I've seen him bunt before. I remember last year against the Angels, he beat the shift with a bunt. He's done that before. But it's just, yeah, the whole thing is you're Brandon freaking belt. You do have some power. You just complained earlier this year, a couple of weeks ago, about being pinch hit for in a key situation. Why? Because you're Brandon Belt and you've got some pop. And in that situation, down five to nothing. That's what the team needed from you, not just a desperate attempt to get on base. And even the comment there where it's, what else am I going to do with it? You know, he's not calling strikes. He's throwing outside. I knew where he was going to pitch it, and I knew yeah. I couldn't do anything with it. Sounds like giving up. It does. <laughs> Sounds like it you does. let us right into the funeral. Yeah, it does. And that's why it's kind of the epitome of where the Giants are it's, right It's now. thematic for how this last week has gone. They win the five games. They're riding high. You have the easiest schedule in baseball over the next seven games coming up to pull yourself back in it and go into that Padre series with a chance to at least make this thing interesting. And instead, I think they kind of just... They reverted back to themselves and, and showed us what they've been all season, aside from April, and that's been a sub-500 baseball team. Let's just tell it how it is. I got some number on Brandon Bunt, if you want to Yes. Yeah. So Brandon Bunt has bunted six games this year, four hits with a 667 batting average and an OPS of over one, 1. 1.3 to be exact, while bunting. Yeah, so over 1,000? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So he's an effective bunner. It's just in that situation. It's not what you necessarily want from him. Chuck, you probably saw the video that came out in the wake of uh, the the Ilton bunt of Gabe Kapler when he was managing against Brandon Belt a couple of years ago when he was with the Phillies. Yeah. And, yeah. And Brandon Belt so bunted. What the hell is he bunting? Yeah. For? Yeah. 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 And now he's asking him to bunt there. Yeah. Or was that or, was that off the cuff? That was. Belt on his own. Off the Nobody, cuff. Yeah, that was that just was, like, that was my, the captain, this is my best chance. That was the captain putting on the hat and saying, yeah. I can be a hero here if I load up the bases and we get into this rally right now, hit a grand slam, or even just, you know, put a string together. Because the, the pressure's there, and he's he's got the two strikes on him, so they're in a tough situation anyways. You're, you're sitting there with a one-two count, and chances are you're probably not getting the base yeah. hit. The averages go down a lot. Yeah. So you can lay one down somehow there, give your next hitter a fresh at bat. I mean, that's the positive spin of this. But at the end of the day, I'm reaching. Yeah. I'm reaching into my bag trying to find anything. And Well, you you hit it on the head, I think, when you you, you talked about what a, what a negative attitude it seems to reflect. Like, I had to do this as bad as it was because it was we're my desperate. best chance. Because like otherwise, I had no chance. And, you know, he's one of the few guys who gets a right-handed pitcher in Gallon, even though he was dealing, who might hit a home run. Maybe. So that's, we need you to take a chance at that because right now, especially, we don't have a lot of guys who can do that. So for him to belt and say, well, it was either that or I was going to strike out, woo, that's, uh, that's pretty much where the Giants are right now. Yeah, the law of averages always comes back down to earth and meets somewhere in the middle. And last year, 
they played out of their mind. Everyone had the greatest season of their career. Was last year a fluke for the Giants? I say it was a fluke. I don't know if fluke's the right word because they did it. Yeah. In sports, like in baseball, where you're playing 100, I mean, they won the most games in franchise history. Exactly. How's that a fluke? You know, like because that, that that wasn't the best team in franchise history, not even close. No, but they played like the best team in franchise history and quite frankly had a really difficult schedule. I mean, take out, I mean, did they actually? They, they had the, the Rockies and Diamondbacks who were historically the terrible and destroyed them, yes. And the Padres were whatever, but the Dodgers were really good and they had to play them a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if fluke's the right word, but definitely mistelling. They were not, uh, yeah, they were an 80 win or, you know, they're an 81 team this year and it's looking like that's how many they're going to win. Yeah. What about this? What about who is a more polarizing figure, Brandon Belt or Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy G, right? Um, probably just because as a quarterback, you get a lot more attention. So you're a little more polarizing they've both been polarizing it's a great point but people just care more about the quarterback than they do about the the first baseman yeah yeah brandon bell also had a lot of people to you know kind of overshadow him with posey and crawford mm -hmm. and all the pitching that they had over those years so i feel like brandon belt aside from like last year never really been the main guy right jimmy's kind of even though he wasn't the best player in the team he was kind of the face yep yeah, so a quarterback's always going to be more polarizing. That's kind of like that question that I've thrown out about who's going to end up being the bigger star, Trey Lance or James Wiseman or Joey Bart? Well, it's always going to be the quarterback, right? Assuming he plays well, the quarterback's always the one who's going to have the brightest light shining on him. Doesn't mean he's going to perform, but if they all perform anything close to the same level, the quarterback's going to be the one that gets the most attention. Yeah, and with Brandon Belt, one, you go back to him being drafted, and he was drafted in the fifth round. So if you look at 99.9% .9 of fifth rounders and compare them to Brandon Belt, he's had a hell of a career. Right. A steal. Mm -hmm. A winner. Was on really good teams. But when you do the deep dive and look at the numbers, he's never had 100 RBIs. Right. You're not a superstar as a hitter. What's the most power games hitter? Played? That's one thing I'd say that he and Jimmy G have in common. They just can't stay on the field. 156 twice back in uh, 16 and 19. Um, 145 and 150 and 12 and 13. 137. And, yeah. Yes. I mean, he, he's early in his career, he played a lot more. But mm -hmm. um, lately, and that's what we remember most. Um, 97 last year and, and yeah. 78 this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it's interesting. He probably won't be remembered as fondly as I think he should for what he contributed. And again, we're assuming that he's going to be gone. He won't be a giant next year. I'd be really surprised uh, if he is unless, you know, he says, oh, we'll take a lot less well, money I mean, sticking around here. But He yeah. came up with a crop of guys that when you look at that era, and it's still going on, but Crawford and Posey, and Lincecum mm -hmm. and Kane and all these guys. And quite frankly, Brandon Belt wasn't as good as any of those guys. The numbers reflect it. Right. He and, was fine. Yeah. He was a good player. Mm -hmm. And, you know, give him his cake. Brandon Belt, good player. But to be talked about in the same sentence as Buster Posey, aside from the same amount of championships, no. Well, and people also have in their minds, baseball fans have in their minds, the idea of what a first baseman is supposed to produce. Supposed to, you know, 30 plus home runs, 100 RBIs, and he has contributed in a lot of ways, but he's never, he's, 
He's never come close to hitting 30 home runs. He's just never been that guy. And I think for a lot of people, it's always been, he is not doing what we need our first baseman to do. And errors and omission. I said that he had the same amount of, aside from the same amount of World Series titles as Posey, that's why they're on the same level. Uh, no, he, he didn't have his He wasn't as part of the 2010 team. He was. Right? Yeah, right. yeah. All right. So with baseball season coming to a close, especially around here, the NFL season is upon us. Uh, Chuck, I know you, lot, you watch a lot of football. A lot of times you're at the stadium and you're working. But if you go to, uh, say, a hotel or a motel or someone's apartment building and you go use the pool, there are rules posted. You know, no splashing, no diving, whatever they are. I think as a public service, we need to at least get this started. Everyone, I think, who's a serious football fan who watches a lot of football in their home, they should have rules posted clearly. If you're going to watch football here in my home, these are my rules. What would some of your rules be? Maybe we can even get these you know, printed up to send out to people so they can post them. 888-957-9570. If you're watching football in your home with other people, what are the rules that you have posted? Maybe in your man cave. You can watch football here with me, but you must follow these rules. Okay. Um, let's go with a few. Yeah. One. What's the first, you know, the first rule. No jinxing. No jinxing. Because the jinx. No jinxing. It always comes into play. It always comes into play. And if if you're sitting with some degenerates and they have some money on the game and you say, it's over, it's over, that's when your team loses. Mm -hmm. So no jinxing. No You jinxing. sit there it's until the final whistle yeah. blows, you don't get too high or too low. You Just stay even clear. keeled. And look, I've, I've sat here a million times and I've jinxed my own team and I say, it's over. It's over. We're the champions, yada, yada. And everyone says, there's still time left. And I say, it's over. And they say, you, you jinxed them. You can't jinx them. I'm, I'm thousands of miles away. They don't know who I am. Unless you think we live in a simulation, I cannot jinx this team. It's impossible. They don't know I exist. So no, so the jinxing is declaring the game over before it's over. It's real. Okay. It's real. Wow. Especially with a bet. You declare the bet is over, cash it, and then... The worst beat of all time happens, and you're a mushhead. For for you to have this as your first rule, it, it you must have had some. Me. Yeah, you must have had some really Dude, tough experiences. Some really bad ones. I was a, <laughs> uh, a a Bearcats fan. Actually, I can bring in our guy Brian, uh, Cincinnati Bearcats basketball fan. In the tournament, they were up twenty one. And I was like, these twins from Nevada stink. Talking about the Martins, the Martins, yeah, Caleb yeah, and yeah. Cody. And twenty one point game. I sent it in a text message. Everyone's like, Chuck. Like, easy now. The game's not over. I said, they can't hear me. I'm not jinxing them. Like, it's over. An hour later, you know how big of an ass I felt like? Yeah. And I've done that yeah. like seven or eight times. So that's mm -hmm. got to be rule number one. Rule number two for me, no food with forks. Ooh. Only forkless food. No fork food. Wings. No forkless food. Pizza. Waffles. Burritos. Whatever it may be. I don't FFO. want you Yeah, FFO. Forkless food only. Forkless food only. Yeah. I don't want you showing up with any one. You like that? I do. It's like sandwich, like forkless food. Don't mm -hmm. show up and be that guy that has, you know, a plate of, uh, give me something to eat with a fork. Waffles. Guys, all right, we got you. We get, we get we you get the waffle. You. Yeah. Waffle, yeah. man. Yeah, like an enchilada or something. It's like, no, you can't. No yeah. enchilada. Yeah. No enchiladas. No yeah. salads. Nachos. No yes. salads. And I love enchiladas. But no, for watching football, enchiladas, no. Nachos, yes. Good take. Right? right? Yeah. yeah. People yeah. eat nachos with a fork all the time. Yeah, but you don't have to. It's still something you can't eat with your 
with your hand. No yeah. forkless foods only yeah. when it comes to football. Great rule. Uh, from the 925, don't ask to touch the remote or the volume. Yeah, just hands off the remote. It's my remote. You're right. I didn't even think of that. That's unthinkable. But yeah, I guess you have to you have to put that down on the list. Don't touch my remote. <laughs> There's nothing better than when you're watching a football game and you have people over. And like last year, I had a group over for Niners uh, Packers, the, oh, yeah. the Sunday night football game. Yeah. And was off on Sunday. So had people over. Had a bunch of forkless foods, wings, pizza, all that sort of chips and dip. Things forkless can, food only? No forks. Yeah. No forks when it comes to football. Forks and football, no. <laughs> um, anyways, had them over, and the game's on so loud. And then like later on in the night, I come back in after we're hanging out outside doing our thing. And we come back in, and the TV's still on from the game, and the local news is on. And it's so damn loud. Just screaming at me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what is going on in here? Um, yes, we, we, we do turn to, we, we do tend to turn up the game just a little too loud, but that's the way it should be. It's not too loud. It's, it's louder, but it's not too it's loud. It's not too loud for football. You yeah. want to hear the audibles. Yeah. You want to hear the Omaha 22s. You mm -hmm. want to hear the crack of the heads. Yes. It, it's, it, it's a visual sport, but we want to hear it too. 888-957-9570. Let's talk to Tony and San Mateo on 95.7 The Game. Tony, thanks for checking hey. in. What's up? What's up, man? Hey, no, man. Hey, look. Hey, I like this one, man. I'm charging five dollars for regular season. I'm charging ten dollars <laughs> for playoffs, and then to the conference, I'm charging twenty dollars for Super Bowl. I'm charging thirty bucks, and then clean your trash. That's all I got, man. All right, thanks, Tony. So clean your trash. Not a bad one. Yeah. How about nine two five meatballs with two toothpicks? Okay, yes. It counts. It's not a fork. We said forkless foods yeah, only. It's Meatballs with toothpick is, is, yeah. is fine. Rob. Yeah. Thank you, Rob. I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty clear. Mark a line of demarcation there. Have a designated driver. That's a good one, too. Okay. Responsibility. Yeah. Right, right. We're all for Take it. Take care here. of 95.7 The Game. Yeah. Or just call an Uber or Lyft, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but that's on that's on you. I'm watching football, and you got to take care of yourself uh, in that yeah, regard. John's over there in the corner. He's had nine <laughs> Svedka sodas. <laughs> um, you know, Brian had suggested earlier something about no walking in front of the TV. But again, that's, I mean, some of these are just common sense. If we have to put those in our rules, if we have to post them, then we're, 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 we're all better than that. Common sense ain't so common, yeah. buddy. Come on now. Walk in front Can of I the get TV. some rules from you? You got to have some ready. Yeah. Um, a lot of my rules are just don't talk during certain, you know, don't ask like who's playing. Um, don't be talking uh, about something other about than this football. One? Don't talk about matters that are not football related during the game. Rule number one. Yeah. And there's always that guy. Do not talk about your fantasy football team unless everyone you're watching it with is in well, the league. I actually had that in a, in a list I made earlier, and I wasn't sure how you'd feel about that because I know you're in 14 leagues. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Because nobody, unless If everyone's playing, in the league, you're playing yeah. against each other. Right. It's applicable, yeah. sure. Otherwise, but, nobody cares. Yeah, right? if it's like, hey, guys, <laughs> you see that touchdown by Ryan Tannehill on Red Zone? I actually decided to start him this week over Tom Brady. Thank you. Because yeah. I looked into the details, and I found out that the Giants' secondary was banged up, and it's like, n nobody cares. Thank you. Doug, shut up. That's a, yes, that is a great rule, and it's fine. You want to play fantasy football? Enjoy it. Great. And if you're in a league with people, great. But otherwise, I'm trying to watch the game. Good one. Good one here. This is a, a very good counterpoint from 510. How about a bowl of soup with a spoon? I, I assume he means chili. 
Chili is a fantastic football meal. So yes, you can use the spoon, but it's you're not, not eating that fork. Complicated. With a, a spoon is not a fork. Cle Chuck, you clearly stated the rule. Well, they may someone may defy me here because that's as close as I've been to being stumped when it comes to this rule with the spoon and the chili. It's not that hard. You said forkless food only. Anything if a spoon is not a fork. What Come about on. a spork? Uh, that is, by definition, part fork, so that is not allowed. Am I right? I mean, it's your rule. I feel like I, I understand it here. I don't know why people are having such a hard time with that. Yeah. Spoon is not a fork. <laughs> it's not. It never has been and it never will be. How about a spork? No, that's out. because No, part, it's a hybrid. We'll, it's, we'll it's, allow sporks. No, really? it's out. Because it's part of Yeah, because you can stab. You can stab. And there, there's no stabbing foods because you can have some penne pasta. Wow. And, and football and penne pasta don't go together. Don't just get a toothpick. Uh, just get a toothpick. Nick in the city has a rule for us on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Nick, what's up? Nick? Uh, yeah. My one rule also, besides the ones you mentioned, is uh, don't be showing me videos you have on your phone that TikToks, any real. Anything that's super loud that interferes with the sound that we already got going on. Thank you, Nick. It's a great point, and I'd forgotten about that whole thing. Yeah, that's that's a terrible thing to do when we're watching a game, Chuck. Hey, look at this. Look at this video. Uh, yeah. No, it's not allowed. Are you dissecting every play, though? Of course I am. Aren't you? Week, week three. <laughs> Let's say week... Uh, Let's go Thursday night football. Like the Jags and the Titans or something? It's 10 to 3 in the first quarter with 627 left every Wait, single play. Are you one of those Is that what this is about? Are you one of those people that during a game you're going to bust out your phone? No, I'm not going to bust out my phone, but like I'll get up every once in a while and do something and miss a play. I mean, I'm not glued into every, unless it's preseason football that I have to talk about for well, a living. Well, that's fine. If you get up and go somewhere else, you can do whatever you want in the other The safe room. zone. You need a safe zone in order to walk that's out. That's fine. And, yeah, it's not like anywhere in the house you have to watch the game. How about no, this no, one? No, no, How about this one? Rule of football. No walking out on your team. Or, or no, when, is, when is the mercy rule available to where if you're down 30 to 3, let's let's uh what was the Niners most embarrassing game last year? Was it Colts? Uh no. They got embarrassed by a few teams. I mean the Cardinals Colts game was a the rough Cardinals. one. The Cardinals game let's, was a Let's rough say the one. Cardinals second yeah. game in San Francisco, they got boat raced by the fourth quarter in that game. Is it fair to walk away? Is it fair? I think it's allowable because you don't know what what it's like for the person, the fan, what, how tough it is for them for whatever reason. If you want to walk out on your team, that's fine. As long as you do so quietly and don't interrupt my viewing of the game. So you can't what? stand up and say, "I'm done. It's over." That's fine. Niners suck. Yeah, I'm, I'm out this year. I'm, I think that's fine. Okay. Sometimes so you're allowed really to show that way. Okay. What is? Why is this so complicated? Can you bring a fork as a prop and not use it to eat with? As a prop. It's so difficult about the forkless food only rule. All right. Uh, more rules coming up here at 888-957-9570. Also, it, did Tom Brady nearly become a raider? That and more next with Chuck Walter. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.